this week's episode, Stephen and Rick talk about why profit is not a dirty word. They tackle sustainable growth and the need for investment now. They also discuss why each business should have sustainability as a business value and the reality of tackling Google's Scope 3 emissions. So where are we heading this start then, Stephen? What's the future hold? It, it, it's an interesting question. Not really sure. It's an, enjoy, it's, it's an exciting journey. The momentum is very exciting. The numbers of businesses and the scale of businesses across different industries that are engaging with STAR is very exciting because it shows that STAR is a unique solution that solves an imminent problem for mm. a lot of businesses. So the future is to continue the journey, enjoy it, help more businesses engage with their complex supply chains mm. and support those businesses as they improve those supply chains, deliver supply chains that are better for the planet and better for people whilst being profitable over time. So we don't know where, where it will go, but it's an exciting journey and it's very rewarding the companies we're working with, the positive feedback from them and the enthusiasm from them. Yeah, I concur with that. And I think this, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I, th I think the interesting thing for us is when we started this three and a half, four years ago, it was very much push. You know, we were, we were talking to businesses to try and open their eyes to some of these issues in many cases. Yeah, yeah. I would, I'm sure you'd agree, it's very much pull mm. now yeah. uh, and where we're getting a lot of, lots of calls to action to say, look, I've heard what you guys are doing. Can you come and show us the platform? Because we're now aware of these issues and we're aware we've got to get going. Um, it's 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 almost like there was a life before the pandemic. Yes. And life after, and hopefully I can say life after the pandemic. Mm, mm. And there has been a reset during the pandemic. Yeah. I think, and it comes back to a point you made earlier, Rick. I think we have all changed our personal mm. priorities. I think all of us have used the pandemic to reset what is important. Mm. And I think individually. And therefore, as individuals working within companies, we now realise that we have to have businesses that meet for what for what some people call the triple bottom line. Mm -hmm. We yeah. have to have businesses that deliver for the planet, deliver for people, and deliver profits. Mm -hmm. And I keep coming back to profit. Profit's not a dirty word, because a business has to make a profit to pay its salaries, to pay its people, to invest, mm -hmm. and to continue to invest in the future. If I take our, our, our own personal experience, the only reason Star Index is here and we're investing so heavily in Star Index is because Quadex has been sustainably profitable for over 10 years, yeah. but we reinvest all of that profit back into the platform and ex extending and expanding the reach of what we do and the impact mm. of what we do. Well, it's, in, it's interesting. I mean, so what you just described there to me is sustainable growth. Mm. I think that's kind of one of the buzz phrases mm. now, isn't it? It's not just growth for growth's sake. This isn't Gordon Gecko Wall yeah. Street stuff now. We're in a domain of, okay, we still want growth, mm. but we want sustainable growth. And it's interesting as a casual observer that I keep reading that ESG funds are growing, at, at, at multiple times outgrowing historical funds. Mm. Uh, and this is funds putting money into regenerative energy or sustainable supply chains. So it's it's not just about the uh, the need for growth for growth's sake. It's about sustainable growth and the triple bottom line element. It's still meaning something for big business and big finance. Well, that that's where it gets a bit tricky because I I do get involved in some of the projects I work with with uh, financiers etc. 
and there's a term called patient capital, which I think we're going to hear a lot more mm. of. To address the challenges we need to address as society, we need investment. Mm. But the investment is not going to generate a return in the typical investment horizon people look at yes. in, yeah. in a handful of years. Yeah. We're going to have to be patient. We're going to have to invest now mm. for a return 10 years down the road. Mm. And quick returns will not deliver sustainable. So you're a finance man. So surely the way up from what I'm hearing, this lends itself to more long-term bonds or pensions and things like that where that patience is already inherent. But you're just moving it away from fossil fuels into more renewable energies or other renewable sectors. Would that be right? It, it, it is, but we're, we're definitely going into uncharted territory here. But mm. a lot of the, dare I say, the pension funds and the sovereign wealth funds traditionally invest in infrastructure-based assets that are generating long sustainable cash flows like yes. the water companies and yeah. utilities etc mm -hmm. because if you own the water franchise for the east midlands or the midlands of the uk you know that's going to generate cash mm -hmm. for the next 20 years mm -hmm. which is the horizon you're looking with as a pension fund yeah but those businesses tend to throw up a lot of leverage into those businesses or debt to those businesses as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. whereas some of the investments required to solve the climate crisis are going to be high risk from an investment point of view. Yeah. The return will not be guaranteed and the return will definitely not be short term. Mm. And we're, we're doing a lot of work in this space, which we can't talk about at this point yeah. in time. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's that, that those behaviours in you know, my circles are a lot of, of, of procurement people for big businesses. And, you know, if you take something like the Charter Institute of Procurement, you know, they're best practice recommendation in their training is now about scoring and benchmarking their buyers as much around or to a degree around these ESG issues as it is about price mm. and the two are intertwined and mm. um, you know a sustainable price means you have a sustainable supplier. It'd be interesting to look at the weightings assigned <laughs> to, to sustainability because we, we've gone through a journey of we're going through a journey of change here in our businesses because we have our own values and mm. every business has its mission statements and mm. values mm. and the, a lot of places you see them pasted up on walls in reception around the building but sometimes the businesses are not living those values mm. uh, here in the quadex business historically our our four key values have always been people so we look after our people first we hire the best expect them to be good or excellent in what they do but we look after our people in the confidence that our people will then look after our customers and we put customers at the core of everything we do mm. delivering what we hope is excellent customer service all the time sometimes that means saying no to customers mm. because sometimes customers will have expectations that are misaligned with what we can deliver for them mm. so sometimes you have to say no to a customer to deliver customer service yeah. so that that's a difficult conversation to have but it's often the right thing to do yeah. and we always focus on quality get it right first time, continuous improvement. Mm. And the final pillar is profit. Mm. So I don't hide the fact that we are a private business, we reinvest all of our profits, we are profitable, but that profitability drives that investment. We are in the process of adding a, a fifth pillar. After 12 years, we've, we've lived and run our business based on the four pillars, we're adding a fifth pillar, which is sustainability. Mm. So we're looking to introduce sustainability into all decisions making within the business and it's it's exciting but it's also daunting because as a business 
the major we don't have a complex supply chain. Most of our cost and impact is our people. So, yeah. so we have 80 people across the business. That's the majority of our cost base. Then we have the offices, which generally we lease and they mm -hmm. already exist. So we can't rebuild the mm -hmm. offices. We have we have our scope one emission, sorry, our scope two emissions addressed by using renewable energy, etc. Mm -hmm. But our scope three emissions then are our IT providers like Google and Microsoft yes. and Amazon. And I'll be honest, we're not getting much feedback from them on what they're doing. Yeah. So we spend a lot of money with Google, mm. yeah, mm. for hosting and other stuff. Yeah. But I don't think personally they're doing enough to address particularly their scope three emissions. So yeah. anyone who follows me on LinkedIn will see I've, <laughs> I've called out Google quite quite a bit recently because Google, I think something like 84% of Google's emissions are scope three emissions. Yeah. And they do not have any ambition, ambitious published targets yeah. to drastically reduce those emissions. Mm -hmm. So they're doing a lot of work around scope one and scope two. Hooray. Mm -hmm. That's good. But Google are the biggest, one of the biggest, one of the wealthiest, one of the most cash generative businesses in the world. I think at last count, they've got 140 billion pounds of cash mm -hmm. sitting on the balance sheet, just sitting there, gathering dust. 140 billion. They've got no debt. I think they make something like twenty billion pound a year profit. And if Google are not tackling to score three emissions aggressively and ambitiously, yeah. what hope have we for all of these other businesses who want to tackle their mm. supply chain challenges but are operating on wafer thin margins? Well, as a parallel, you've sort of some of the things that have fallen out of the recent COP twenty six sort of lend themselves to that. That, that example, don't they? You know, you look at this sort of big coalescence of all the major countries that care or want to be seen to care, and of course, there's a glaring omission of some of the the, the, the BRIC nations, and um, you know, eventually China came to the table at the end of the uh, end of the talks, and there's some moderate aspirations around 2070 on things like coal and other things. You know, in the digital world with Google, it's not good enough. You know, we are not going to make these step changes we need, and. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully the, the, the corporate world will, will lean in and lean in hard now to make these things deliverable. Like you say, it's, it's very hard to defend a, a position like that of Google, isn't it? Join us next week as we discuss all things sustainability, ESG and business resilience. As always, our theme of without visibility, there is no accountability is prevalent. Is there something you would like to hear us cover? then get in touch at star-index.com.